0: Do I lift up my soul? Let's go ahead and uh, get started tonight if we can please. I still love uh, being this far back towards y'all on Wednesday night rather than having the great Gulf fixed in between us. So uh, this looks good from from where I'm standing tonight. Looks like we got a good crowd and uh, we are so thankful that you're here. Of course uh crowd's going to fizzle out in a minute when all of our kids go to class. There's an abundance of kids tonight, so uh, that's good as well. But we want you to know how glad we are that you're here. If you're visiting with us, thank you for coming. Uh, We want to certainly encourage you to be with us on Sunday morning uh, for our worship service at 9.30, and then our Sunday evening classes will be at 5, and uh, we would be honored to have you to come and be a part of that. Uh, just a couple of updates. I hope you got a bulletin tonight. It's got several updates on it that you need to pay close attention to. In regard to our sick, uh, Sullivan Long is, uh, was in the ER. He possibly has an appendectomy. Uh, they're still running some tests right now. Uh, his uh, white blood count was low. It indicates that, but we'll know more maybe a little bit later unless somebody else has more up-to-date information than I have right now. Uh, so let's remember to pray for Sullivan. Also, uh, Tommy Barragona went for a biopsy yesterday. The initial uh, view looks good, but they're waiting for the, uh, the official results to come in. So we wanna to continue to pray for Tommy and hopefully the good results will continue on uh, that biopsy. Couple of youth events we want you to take note of. Uh, the worship, fellowship, and singing in the park at Maywood is this Sunday. Uh, the bus will leave from the TAC at 4.15. Also, there's a canoe trip planned for August the 19th, and uh, you're requested to please sign the list in the foyer uh, to be a part of that. Men, make a mental note for this coming Sunday morning at eight o'clock. I can't tell you what you'll be missing if you don't come, men's breakfast. And uh, police plan to be there on Sunday. It's always a wonderful time of wonderful food and uh, fellowship. Also, uh, Celebrating in Song at Cox Boulevard is coming up on Friday, August the 11th. Uh, The singing is from 7 till midnight. The bus will leave at 5.15 and run at 2 Uh, a.m. Jimmy said that they received a message from, I think it was Wiley, is that right? Wiley Dean saying they'd love two busloads to come from here if possible. But there is a sign-up sheet in the foyer. If you will uh, sign that, if you plan to go, we'd appreciate that. Also, our Golden Circle Luncheon will be this coming Tuesday uh, at 11.30. Uh, Wildwood Dean, who's a member of the church, he's a scholar on the uh, Red River in Texas. We're honored to have him as our guest speaker. Uh, We'd love for you to come and be a part of that, if at all possible. Also, Northeast Night is coming up on uh, Sunday night, August the 13th, and we need a lot of food. There's all kinds of sign-up sheets uh, back in the foyer to my left, several of them. And uh, we certainly need your help in signing uh, that list regarding what particular menu item you would bring. And uh, your help is certainly appreciated. Also, uh, Girls' Night is coming up, or Girls' Day, I should say, on August the 26th. Uh, Nicole Young is going to be a speaker. This is primarily for girls age 7th grade through college from what I understand. It looks to be an outstanding event. It's well planned, well organized. Uh, They would like for you to sign the list, I think, if you would if you're planning to come on that particular day. So I would recommend that you do so. Uh, Lunch is going to be provided. Uh, Also, uh, we will begin a new quarter in our uh, teaching program on Sunday. Uh, kids, tonight you're going to stay in your regular classes, so please note that. But on Sunday, Sunday evening, you'll uh, move up and be promoted to your new class. So for tonight, please go to your regular class. Uh, food pantry items, closed closet, uh, that'll be next week, but dried beans are the pantry item. That's all the announcements that I have. Uh, Turner Foster is going to be leading our singing and, uh, Michael Dooley will lead our prayer at the appropriate time.
1: The invitation song tonight will be number 909. There's a fountain free. The song before the devotion will be 452 standing on the promises. Standing on
0: the promises of Christ, my King, through the eternal ages, I His praise. Turner I was just thinking when I was up here earlier how it would be if this front section was just as full as this back section wouldn't that be something well that could happen if we uh, if we work hard I think that would be great uh, almost double our number and uh, that would really look good and uh, we certainly hope that maybe we can strive for that going back to school uh, I'm certainly uh, glad that I'm not going back to school And uh, I haven't had a first day of school in quite a long time, but I want to focus my devotional thoughts tonight on those of you who are going back to school. And of course, what I have to say tonight can be applied to all of us. I want to encourage our young people to be what I would call back to school specials. A 12 year old girl wrote a letter to President Dwight Eisenhower many, many years ago. And this is what the letter said. Dear Mr. President, I would like to know if the law makes school teachers get drafted. Of course, we're talking about being drafted into the military. If it does, I know one that has not. His name is James Smith, thank you. Uh, I guess she didn't like her teacher too much and she wanted him be drafted. But you know to a lot of us, to a lot of people, school is sort of a drag. You've got homework, you've got exams, you've got term papers, you've got report cards, you've got science projects. Sometimes you may get the feeling that teachers maybe are ganging up on you with all the work and just to make maybe life tough. But I think you face an even greater challenge as young people today and that's friends. Uh, Sadly today, many who are your friends will laugh. They may make fun of your Christian convictions. They may threaten your Christianity in some ways. They may want you to be or to do some things that would disappoint God. Maybe it's profanity. Maybe it's looking at internet pornography. Maybe it's filthy jokes. It could be experimenting with sex or drugs or beer parties or any number of things and you have two choices all of you have two choices you can either go along with the crowd and be average or maybe less than average or you can stand up for what's right even if you have to stand alone in other words you can be special I want to give you three thoughts tonight to take with you that that I hope will encourage you to be God's someone special. And not only will it encourage you as young people in your school activities and in among your friends, but all of us, no matter where we are, what we're doing can apply these to our lives. Number one, you need to remember that younger friends are watching you. Younger people are always looking up to you. You may not realize that, but it's true. You have a powerful influence on the lives of those that are younger, and you need to have the courage, as Matthew 5 and verse 16 says, to let your light shine. So remember your influence. Number two, I want you to remember that your reputation is something that you are building one decision at a time. Uh, Proverbs 22 and verse 1 says, a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. Nothing is more valuable than your good name. Nothing is more valuable to you than than, uh, your reputation. And the decisions that you make are going to form the reputation that you have among others. You'll decide by your actions and by your decisions what that reputation will be. And then number three, I want you to remember that God is always watching. God sees everything that you do. He knows everything that you think and God sees all that you do. He hears everything that you say. And so, you know, enjoy your life. Enjoy school. But I want to challenge you not to play with your faith or your love for Jesus. Remember what the wise man said in Ecclesiastes 11 and verse 9. He said, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. But know this, that God will bring you into judgment. So I hope you'll remember these three things. Your friends are watching you. Make sure that Your reputation is something that you build up in the right way. And number three, remember that God is always watching. And so I hope all of you are going to have a wonderful school year. But even more, I hope you'll continue to walk hand in hand with Jesus about whom the Bible says he increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man, Luke 2 and verse 52. I want you to resolve as young people to be someone special, that you're going to be God's back-to-school special, and that your influence is going to be something that will cause others to be drawn to Christ by the way that you live. We're going to sing a song of encouragement tonight, and maybe this for you means you need to make that step and become a child of God. Make that decision to put on your Lord in baptism. If that's your need tonight, we certainly would be honored to assist you in that. If you believe in Jesus with all of your heart and are willing to repent of your sins, we can baptize you into Christ tonight for the forgiveness of sins. Could be tonight that maybe you haven't been making wise choices as a child of God. Maybe you brought a negative influence on the cause of Christ and His Church, and you may need to come tonight and make things right in your life. And so, as we sing this song of encouragement, we're going to ask you to stand. If you need to come, please come now. There's a fountain free, to for you and me. Let earlier and lead them and lead them out of whatever endeavors that they have and whatever struggles that they have please do everything in your power to keep us strong and to keep us headed in the right direction and to do everything to spread your word and be a kind and gentle person in your kingdom and let every and each person around us know who we are and see who we are lord forgive us where we fail you and lead us and guide us it's in
1: jesus precious name we pray amen <laughs> Some glad morning when this life is to. Everybody's getting settled in now. All right, I guess we'll get started off first with any prayer requests we have. Um, Anybody have any additions to the list in the bulletin or any updates or any changes on anybody? 9 a.m. next Wednesday. That was as soon as they could get
0: She said she's got to take it easy for us to keep us keep her in her prayers. Anybody else? Anybody else? Got one camera. Oh. Johnny Gary. Got one.
1: Let's go ahead and go in prayer before we get started. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We're ever so thankful for this opportunity we have to gather here and study thy word. We're so thankful for the freedoms and liberties that we have, Lord, we pray that we'll never overlook them and pray, Lord, we'll always be a grateful people, Lord, as we strive to be a grateful nation. Lord, we're so thankful for all the blessings we have. Lord, we're so thankful to be warmed by fires that we haven't built. So thankful for the ones who've came before us and provided many things and so thankful for the lessons we have from that generation. Lord, we pray uh, this time for the many number of sick, especially the ones mentioned tonight, Lord. We pray for them. We pray also for the family that are helping care and attend to them and the medical staff that are aiding in them as well. Lord, we ask Thee to go with us through this study. Lord, pray that we can open up Your Word, Lord, and pray we can meditate on it. Pray, Lord, we can look at it and grow from it. And pray that, Lord, as we leave this place, we will be Your shining light. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right, new quarter getting started here. We're going to be teaching this class on 1st and 2nd Corinthians. I'm uh, going to have roughly about 12 classes together. Um, I know at least one of these that I may be out of pocket, so if anybody interested in filling in, uh, get with me after class. Um, hopefully in this class, my hope is to engage and um, discuss a lot, look at some questions and um, different angles of this, how it applied to them in those days, and today, how it's still the unchanging Word of God. Um, I really hope we'll kind of ease out of our comfort zone and open up at questions and look in discussion. First John 4:19 tells us we love him because he first loved us and know that's why we're here to look at his word and to continually grow. Um, we kind of look and um, Wednesday night, you know, is kind of, a, <clears throat> for me is very important, you know, everything gets busy and hectic and gives us a time midweek to get back together. I um, remember a lot of the old, older folks used to call it night, Wednesday night prayer meeting, uh, thinking about that, but um, we'll, um, we'll look to get in here. Um, we will um, look at the beginning introduction of 1 uh, Corinthians, there's kind of a commentary article that I was going to start out with, kind of gives a little background. Uh, it's more of a kind of historical. Archaeological uh, background of it. Um, So we get started. Corinth, you know, it's kind of, it says that it's located on the isthmus, which is a a narrow piece of land connecting two areas uh, across an expanse of water. So it's kind of a coastal town, otherwise separated from it. They had an outdoor theater that was told to accommodate roughly 20,000 people. They had many athletic games. The town was a, you know, kind of a busy town at the time. Uh, There was lots of immorality going on, many issues that uh, Paul was dealing with. Um, There was lots of, um, um, you know, drunkenness, lots of stuff, a lot of immorality going on. Uh, The gospel was kind of first preached here by Paul, uh, second missionary journey. he was living and working with Aquila and Priscilla, uh, kind of background of it. We're looking, um, it's considered to be written from Ephesus in uh, 1 Corinthians 16.8. I've passed out a few um, passages of people um, on it, and I have this one. Um, as we get to that, I will call out that scripture, and if y'all will read it for time's sake, um, we will go through that. In 1 Corinthians 16, 8, it says, but I will stay in Ephesus until Pentecost. As we look at kind of documentation of passing and going through there, we know that Paul wrote this book um, roughly around 55 AD. Uh, So we're looking about 22 years after Paul's conversion. So we look at the history of him uh, as it goes through. uh, Quite a bit of time has passed. Kind of from some of y'all, when you think about Corinth, what's some things that comes to mind when you think of either the book or any stories or any Bible characters? Um, what comes to mind when you think of Corinth? Anybody have anything on the top of their head that kind of sticks out or kind of reminds them? It's
0: so only about 15 miles and 15 minutes away. <laughs> they got good slug too. <laughs>
1: For me, I think about Crispus. You know, you look at him, you know, the the scripture tells us about him and his whole house being saved. Uh, Whoever had the Acts 18 verse 8, if you'd read it, please. Then Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his
0: household, and many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized.
1: So we look at that and think about today, you know, it's quite a thing. You know, you th- will hear of people today, you know, being baptized, being saved, but here, you know, it's his entire house. You know, as the gospel is going through, you know, it had a great effect um, going on there. So as we get into verse one, I'm going to read the first two, two verses. It starts off Paul called to be an apostle, Jesus Christ, through the will of God, and Sosthenes, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints, with all that in every place call upon the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, both theirs and ours. So if we look here in verse 1, it starts out talking about Sosthenes. Who is Sosthenes? All right. What do we know about him? You know, a couple of things. Um, the, the scripture here states a few things about him. That's right. Whoever has Acts 18, verse 7, if you'd read it, please
0: and entered into a certain man's house named Justice, one that worshipped God whose house joined forward to the synagogue.
1: So we look here, you know, they called him a brother, called him to be the ruler of the synagogue, and he suffered for the cause. So, you know, we look kind of background and topic of him, a um, few uh, facts on it. In verse 2, what name is this church called or known by? Church Church of God. God. Um, If you look at this and think about that term that the church is called, does anybody recall anywhere else in the scripture that's also called this same name? Or has it again been called this name?
0: Whoever has Acts 20 and verse 28, if
1: you would read it, please.
0: Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock, in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Be careful of the church of God which he
1: obtained with his own blood. So we look here, you know, other passages, it's called this same, same uh, here. I read an article, I was looking at it, you know, of looking at different things and depicted, you know, many different names <clears throat> in the Bible. Um, what's some other names that you think of that the church has been called uh, throughout the Scripture? Bride. Bride? That's right. Christ Church. Church. Church, Church of the Church of Living God, uh... Church of the First of yeah. the um, you know, we look at that <clears throat> and today, um, you know, different names here is given <coughs> of that, um, you know, kind of seem to, you know, hear Church of Christ a lot and other, we look at that, you know, the, the fact is of what's being taught and, you know, of, of God, if they're using that standard and rule. As we move on to verses 4 through 9, read this passage, kind of have some discussion and questions about it. Scripture says, I thank my God always on your behalf for the grace of God, which is given you by Jesus Christ, that in everything you're enriched by him in all utterance and in all knowledge, even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you, so that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ who shall also confirm you into the end, that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So we look here, you know, Paul, you know, he's kinda getting here, you know, he's, you know, getting to all this and, you know, he's kinda giving some thankfulness, and bolding of God's faithfulness. Why do you think he takes some time here to show some gratitude and look positive about the future. You know, why do you think he's taking a pause or moment here to do that? Verse 10 he's just a show corn, isn't he? You know, you look in their in world and the, you know, where we work and stuff, a lot of time, if you're gonna talk to a, a coworker, employer, you kind of kind pull them to side and kind of give some positive stuff before you get ready to talk to them about it. They're fixing to get down to some problems here. You know, verse ten starting, you know, they really fit and get down to it. In verses ten through seventeen, what's going on in the church? Divisions. What all kind of divisions was going on? Start to begin in each chapter, it gets into some certain different ones of it. You know, we look at it. Do we have divisions in the church today? Yes. Not only in the churches, you know, all across the religious world. You know, it's Divisions, you know, it's it's hurt the church and cause of Christ so much. Um, what's some causes of divisions that we see today in the church? I think it's selfishness. Selfishness, absolutely. Uh, gossip. those said gossip. Absolutely. No way over.
0: Some churches have no way over. Absolutely.
1: And then there's the division of it, of, of, you know, the, of w- at what point should a church continue least? you know, other things comes up. Um, we're very grateful here to have such good leadership, I know that. You know, we look at it, I think about division and issues in the church. I think we look at all of it, it goes back to the tongue. Um, someone who ever has Deuteronomy 1915, if you'd read that, please.
0: 1815 or 1915? 1915. I'm sorry, I'm a terrible here <laughs> Just a moment. A single witness may not testify against another person for any trespass or sin that he commits. A matter may be legally established only on the testimony of two or three witnesses. And then whoever has 1 Timothy
1: 5, 19 through 22. The
0: scripture says, Against an elder, receive not the cash of appreciation, for two or three witnesses. <coughs> then I stand in be before all, that others may fear. I charge it before God and the Lord Jesus Christ and let elect angels. That you observe these things without very one before, before another. Do it nothing by partiality. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be protected other make sin. Keep thyself
1: pure. You know, we look at the tongue, you know, throughout the scripture tells parts about it, you know, it's it's easy to get taught up caught up and let things slip and you know, find yourself in that, but so many great troubles and can be started from just small words, small conversations, stuff misquoted from people. You know, I remember in Jonathan's class was talking about the lady saying, you know, we don't talk about church people. You know, we look at that, you know, we don't need to be talking about anybody, but, you know, we need to love our brothers and sisters. Um, You know, from that, when it it goes unchecked and when brothers, you know, kind of don't come together and talk and stuff like that, you know, it can cause, you know, spitefulness, vengefulness and other things. You know, we look about this. Can great and good people become that way? Can they become spiteful, vengeful, upset, bothered of things? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Whoever has 1 Samuel 23 13 and 14, if you'd read that, please. We had about 600 rows of the
0: cows and went wherever they could go. It was told Saul that David had escaped from Goliath, so he halted the extradition. David stayed in the stronghold in the wilderness, the mountain in the wilderness of, of Zeal. Saul saw him, saw him every day, but God did not deliver him to his hand.
1: We all know that story. You know, um, you know it kind of can get us out of hand. You know, Christianity teaches so much about how to deal with each other how we should treat each other. Uh, so many lessons in that. You know, us as Christians were held to a greater standard, held to a higher standard. Um, we have a responsibility, you know, in how we respond to things, you know, how things are said about us and other things. Sometimes it's better to let things roll off our backs, uh, let things go. Um, I don't know if I had passed this out, but on Proverbs 26, 4, I don't know if somebody had that or not. If not, if somebody would read that, I had another scripture I will pull up. you do not answer according to his folly. test your God like. So what do we learn from that? Sometimes it's better just to not, not answer anything. Um, Matthew 27, 14 says, but he gave him no answer, not even to a single charge, so that the governor was greatly amazed. Why do you think he was so greatly amazed? What would go on in those days a lot of time when, you know, debating was going on and other stuff? His life was at risk, but even with his life
0: at risk, he said nothing.
1: That's right. You know, look at people contending and taking up and other things that, you know, had nothing to fear. We look at, uh, we look at this and think about great men and things happening. You know, can great men do terrible things? Absolutely. Good people get caught up and stuff happens all the time. Um, some of the best people, you know, it happens to all of us. And then are those things remembered? seems like all the good things we do, you know, maybe a few of those remembered, but the one bad thing it seems to never let go. And even us, you know, we're, we're guilty of it too. Uh, a lot of times, Christians, we try to sort of look at ourselves from a standard of men you know what standard should we be looking and judging ourselves by? Christ. He was the perfect example. 2nd Samuel 11:15 In the letter he wrote, set Uriah in the forefront of the hardest fighting and then draw back from him that he may be struck down and die. That's a pretty pretty tough section there. Um you know, we look and know that story too, you know. It's just starts from small things, jealousy and other. We look at that of how we love and treat each other. You know, remember the tongue was the culprit, you know, of a lot of these things. The, the tongue was the culprit in giving the commandment here to kill this man. So we look at some of our, uh, the Hittite. You know, so it, um, we look and we think about how things get out of hand. We look at wars of our nation and other. Um, it all, all starts at things like that. So what can we learn from this? Um, if we use the tongue in the wrong manner, it can cause great damage and many times will not soon be forgotten. Uh, many times the greatest damage is when it hinders our ability to be successful in bringing others to Christ. You know, that's when it hinders, you know, what we need to be doing. You know, that's when, when a lot of the greatest cause comes from it. That's that's exactly right As we look on through here Moving on to verse 18 um, You know we look here at stuff, what's going on We look at the divisions He gets back to it And as they go through He lists some of these things of what's going on They have a lot of misunderstandings Uh, They have lots of argument looking at this Um, Here in verse 18 What's the misunderstanding that's going on here?
0: We kind of look here they're,
1: they're having a misunderstanding of the message of the cross you know there's some comparisons made here you know it's kind of a worldly mind of them versus us analogy um, we look at it look at this there's foolishness and it's looking versus the power of God we know today the power of God it's what we have to save what really makes a man wise We look at it from a spiritual sense. What makes a man wise? Knowledge of God.
0: Knowledge of God.
1: Where's the best place for us to get that knowledge? The Word. Out. We look at the Word. We look at, we look at it from the other coin of where this other sect of people, you know, worldly. You know, we look at this worldly knowledge. You know, where where it comes from, and they, they kind of looked at this, and you know, there was an older older man that. I knew when I was younger, he'd always say, he'd ask, he'd say, you know what a professional is, don't you? And I, was there, I was thinking, I was like naming off several different things. He said, a professional is someone who's made all the mistakes. As we look at that, you know, this, this worldly wisdom, you know, in this day they was looking to a lot of it. You know, to them it was looking at foolishness, and to us the word was the power of save. You know, the cross, um, as it would come there, it was beginning to preach it. Um, if someone would look up Jeremiah eight verses nine we look at equating wisdom and stuff here um, we look at wisdom of where it comes from what it's equated with um, if someone would look that up Jeremiah eight verses nine they shall be dismayed and taken behold they have rejected the word of the Lord so what wisdom is in them so we look here and look at Different areas of it. The, the wisdom of the world, you know, you know, there's a day that everything that we've learned here in the worldly wise, you know, it's going to be of no avail one day. If we learn about God, we'll carry on with us forever on. Um, verses 23, the scripture says, But we preach Christ crucified, unto the Jews a stumbling block, unto the Greeks foolishness. You know, the Jews, they were continually, what were they looking for? What were they desiring or wanting? Earthly kingdom. Earthly kingdom. Also, they was looking, looking for other things. A sign. sign. They was continually looking for a sign. Uh, you know, we look back, think about Thomas and other people through the scripture. You know, even us. You know, sometimes we go through stuff, and you know, sometimes our faith is tested. In other, you know, whether we admit it or not, sometimes we look down and think about, you know, needing things or looking for things, but. They were continually looking for a sign, um, you know, as they um, things they were enduring, things they were going through. Um, Matthew twelve thirty eight, another scripture. If someone would uh, would get that, Matthew twelve thirty eight. So, Master, we see So, there, um, you know, we look here in verse 25. Um, scripture I think about a lot, has a lot of wisdom in our day, and you know, it's kind of ever standing. Scripture says, Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Um it reminds me when I was younger, <clears throat> when I was my first full-time job I was a teenager working on a construction crew. Um, you know, there was an older man I worked with there, and you know we look at this and you know the comparison of God's wisdom. But I remember the old man; he would constantly we'd talk about stuff, and he would teach and show me something, and uh, he'd tell me he'd say, "Son, I've forgot more than you'll ever learn." You know, we kind of look and think about that at a worldly standpoint of wisdom and and stuff of that, and it's kind of you know, the least of God is greater than than any knowledge will ever contain. Um, you know, we look at that and we think about men. We think about us as people, men, you know, we're weak, flesh is weak. Um, you know, strength and growth can come out of ignorance and weakness. Um, you know, we look at look at um look at that from a spiritual standpoint. We look at it in our lives as we've grown and endured things. Um you know, it can come as an aspect as workers in the world and in God's kingdom also. Um, We think about, I was telling, we was at church camp and we was talking about different things and stuff, and a lot of people give us the example of calluses. Um, You look at things and I remember one of the first jobs I had working in that construction, there was some buildings on the site. we couldn't get equipment in, and the footings had to be cleaned off for the bricklayers And so Monday morning out of the two room I got a flat shovel and I used it for about four days straight. And what started as blisters the next week sort of turned into calluses. You know, we look from that and learning and growing and as we go through things we can, you know, you know, it gives us strength in it. Um, We look at different stuff and a spiritual example of it. If someone would go to 1 Peter 2 verses 2. 1 Peter 2 verses 2.
0: if indeed
1: you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. It's kind of hard to keep growing if we don't have that desire. Um, you know, I talked about Wednesday night being so important, you know, for our spiritualness, for our faith. You know, if we keep desiring and wanting that, we're going to continue to feed on the Word, um, continue to grow from it. If someone would look up Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24, so we'll get to that, look at it as a passage. In verse 31 here in 1 Corinthians, it says that as according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Whoever, Jeremiah 9, 23 through 24. Not
0: the wise man glory in his wisdom, not the mighty man glory in his mind, not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him who glory, to glory in this that he understandeth and me, that I am the Lord, exercising love, kindness, goodness, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight, saith the Lord.
1: So what does this tell us about what we should glory in? Should we glory in our abilities, personal abilities?
0: If we're going to glory
1: about something, we should glory about what God's done for us. Um, we look at this and, you know, we think about worldly things and, you know, things that we strive to do and have, you know, homes, vehicles, you know, all these things that we look to, you know, they're one day going to become a burden, a vehicle you have it long enough is going to fail, a house, it's going to need a roof, going to need work to it, um, but we think about the gifts that come from God, you know, blessings, physical blessings, <clears throat> you know, we live in a physical world, uh, it takes those physical things to get through, but the gifts that come from God, you know, they, they continue um, and abound to us. As we look here, we get on into uh, chapter 2, and we'll read through the first five verses. It says, And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified, and I was with you in weakness, and in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstrating of the spirit of power, that your faith should not, withstand, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So what's he coming here telling him that he is and isn't doing, and where's he telling that where our faith should come from? You know, he declared. He came to them. He wasn't, you know, coming with lofty speech. He wasn't coming with this, you know, entertaining ability. He was just bringing to them, you know, what, what he was to say. You know, we look at the, the faith. You know, it, it shouldn't have anything to do with our wisdom that we have of this world, anything of it. Um, you know, but it should all, you know, remain and come in the power of God. Um, you know, we looked here at different misunderstandings, divisions they had. Uh, misunderstanding of the message of the cross. Here they were starting to have a misunderstanding of the Spirit's ministry, you know, of re- revealing. You know, a lot of these things going on, and um, you know, when they came here with these miracles and signs, what were they? What were the? What was the effect, or what was the cause? You know, what were they to do? Confirm the word. So look, look through it, and, you know. But with that, as those gifts were coming through. People was wanting those for, for what other reason? What other was they wanting that for? It boring, like. yeah, for that, you know, look for personal gain, <clears throat> you know, personal profit. Um, you know, a lot of problems came with people who weren't reading it and accepting God's word. <clears throat> you know, as they come through, you know, they were looking, looking to these things, you know, for ill, Ill purposes. Um, You know, verses nine here, it tells us, it says, I have not seen nor ear, neither have entered in the heart of man the things which God hath preferred for them that love them. But God hath revealed unto us by his spirit, for the spirit searcheth things, yea, the deep things of God. For what a man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of man which is in him, even so the things of God knoweth no man but the spirit of God." Um, as they go through, you know, they carry on through, you know, chapter three, they get to a point, it's like their spiritual growth gets to a point and then it kind of ceases. You know, we look at us as Christians in our life, you know, sometimes we see it happen to people, sometimes we've seen it happen to us. What are some causes or what happens throughout a Christian's life for their spiritual growth to become stunted? Absolutely, absolutely hardships. Um, we look at just, seems like the speed of the world these days seems like stuff just moves faster. Um, we look at our responsibilities that we have as in our role, whether it's a, a mother, whether it's a child, a parent. You know, we look at all these things that's being required of us, uh, have all these responsibilities.
0: Absolutely.
1: get to that now kids are kind of pressed to take college prep courses early you know we look at that you know get on to college you know once you rush to college this get in a career you get so wrapped up then you've worked so hard reaching for this goal then when it finally hits you know you feel like you've kind of punched your card you've worked hard you've done this you know success absolutely anything else you think of I
0: think just the world view of um Things were, you know, not really relying on God, but relying on themselves. Absolutely. You know,
1: I think that, you know, apathy can set in to anyone. You know, the world has a view of Christians, too, as, you know, they're supposed to be perfect. You know, Christians, they don't have problems with these things because they're Christians. You know, if anything, you know, we look at the world and the things that... Um, You know, people that aren't Christians, you know, a lot of problems that we face and stress on a daily basis is of no avail or no effect, you know, as we look to that. Um, Steps that ones can take to prevent spiritual growth. What's something in our lives we can apply and do? Um, What's, you know, some things that we can have in our life or some things we can do in our life to prevent spiritual stunning? tells us to uh, study to show myself approved. Read the Word of God. You know, and that's what, uh, to that point, you know, even me personally, you know, the more time that you spend in God's Word, the more you do. It just seems like, you know, you keep your mind trained on things. You catch yourself meditating on on the Word. You keep yourself not worrying about some other things. And the more time you keep in it, the more time it keeps your mind, you know, off of the a lot of the other problems,
0: also says, you know, draw near to God and He will draw near to us. And so, when we're feeding ourselves with the word, then you know we, it's only natural exactly. that we pray and the more.
1: James 4 or 8, I believe. Uh, but yes, it is absolutely. What are some other things? I think I heard somebody say prayer, prayer, prayer. prayer. prayer without ceasing, prayer without ceasing. So to that point, there was some discussion about this also. When you think about praying without ceasing, what do you think that means? Or what, to you, praying without ceasing, um, what does that mean to you? I think for me, I, I'm constantly praying. I'm con- just constantly, all the time. just feel like I'm talking to God all the time. i got a minute to myself. I'm always talking to and praying about something. Ask him for his help. Yes, Lord. Anybody else? We need
0: be praying to you every day, and you've got to get to know our voices. You know, yeah. I've always I read that
1: passage and thought about it, and somebody the other day had stated, you know, the thing about a praying, you know, without ceasing, it's like it should just come without thought, just come to you, you know. Anytime you walk out and see something, you know, just automatically start giving God the glory. You know, it should be just second to us. Um... You know, and it, well, we've got the when we have God's word on our heart, and we see things, and other things bother us, it should be the first thing to come to mind to comfort us. So, what's some other things we could put in our life or do in our life to prevent spiritual stumbling? Not forsaking the assembly, and fellowship together. Yeah. Very important. What do we receive when we're all together? Encouragement. Encouragement. What else? More support. More support. What else? Edification. We look during COVID, we think about it. You know, we were all separated. Um, we just, we don't realize how much we missed it. You know, how much, how good it is to walk through and see people. Uh, you know, I, you know, I look, I look forward to coming in and seeing people. I know there's going to be people to pat you on the back, talk to you, ask about your week, truly care, you know, to truly care. We look about the attributes of God, attributes of Christ. And further in this, we'll get to that. We look at love, you know, the love, the greatest of all this. Um, you know, I, I just wonder if the
0: church lost as much ground as the school system did. I hope so. up. I'm assuming together but I don't know way it, but what kind of had on the, church the absolutely
1: you know it, it's affected you know business everything you look at it's tremendously affected a lot of the customer service and other things and the way businesses operates they've kind of you know once it got to that point a lot of them still it's even this long still haven't ramped back up still haven't come to that you know a lot of businesses where they used to have, I know we did a lot of work around Jackson and there's buildings and buildings and buildings, you know, 15, 20 stories high that was office cubicles. And all those are for sale now because most of those people are working from home still, you know, working on others. You go through and, you know, you look at the change, you know, things change, time changes, but what doesn't change? God's word and his love for us. So we look at all this and we always got him, he's the rock to lean on. So, maybe one more thing. Anybody else got anything else?
0: Something to either have in our life or
1: do in our life to prevent spiritual study. I think if
0: you're doing for other people and teaching other people, it's keeping
1: you in the Word as well. You know, look, it's more blessed to give than receive. That's very true. You know, doing, being a giver, you know, committing yourself to that, committing to study. Absolutely. So we look at, you know, all these divisions, talked about divisions happen, divisions in the church, where it comes from, what causes it, um, consequences of divisions, you know, us being divided at times. um, You know, we're us in our ability to pursue and teach the word and look to save people, you know. We've always got to look and keep that as our goal. Um, as we go through things going on, all these problems that Paul's here talking about them, you know, the problems in themselves are one thing, but the whole other thing is, is of what's not getting done, you know, what's not happening. Um, there's a multiple fold of it as we look at it there. Um, in 1 Corinthians um, 3 verses 3, it says, For ye are yet carnal. Whereas there is among you envying, strife, and divisions. Are ye not carnal, and walk as men? So we look here about envy and strife. Um, we know what envy is, but what, what are, we don't hear strife a lot these days. What To that term, what does that come to mind of y'all? Fust. Think about children, don't we? Criticize. Criticize. You know, sometimes, you know, we in the young adult class we talked about you know criticism and things and you know the way we should treat and and do that sometimes we can take criticism from others better than we can you know or we're either quick to criticize but we think about our children and stuff like that you know they were you know back and forth here you know acting like that um we think about children you know we deal with adults and you know i've got seven or eight guys and a lot of times you know we look at older people and deal with the children. You can see, you know, similarities of things. Of you know, we look at them in a, a laughing manner of, of that. But um, dealing with these things, we have got people in, in large groups. You know, the thing about Christians and us here, you know, we should be on a, a totally different level than other people in the world. It goes on, you know, happens. But in the church here, you know, it definitely shouldn't. You know, it's all easy to get wrapped up in, but we should not. Not be involved in it.
0: Sullivan Long is coming home. Good. They said he just had inflamed lymph nodes in the stomach,
1: so it's all good. All right. Well, I believe it's time I've enjoyed it, and we will pick back up there next Wednesday.